Welcome to the She's the Owner podcast, a podcast where we talk about business, relationships, mindset, and even sex. We go deep on how the masculine and feminine can show up in all areas in life and how to make those energies work for you rather than against you. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey guys, as always, we appreciate a five-star review if this podcast has brought you some insight or giggles or whatever in between. Either way, we love to hear from you. Now let's get to the show. There we go. So I'm just going to read this little bit and then I want you to tell us who you are in your words because that's more fun. Awesome. So, hey everybody, welcome to the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, today, we have somebody that I met very recently at an event last week in London, Kathleen Black. Welcome to the show. Um, and she did a little talk at the, the event I was at. And as soon as I saw her, I'm like, this is my people. I need to get her on the podcast. She's very, it was a very, it was a real estate conference, but the, the energy was very spiritual and very like, um, just just in line with the way that I think about business and the way that I talk about business and coaching. And so I uh, hit her up at the event and said, I'm going to reach out. And we we did. And she's here on the podcast really quickly because that's what women like us tend to do. We move quickly. So I'm just going to read her little bio um, just out of respect. But really, we always know we like to hear it from the person themselves. Um, it's It always sounds a lot better. But so Kathleen Black is the CEO of North America's leading performance-based team coaching and training platform, delivering her proven success techniques in, to individuals and teams around the world. The success of KBCC centers around integrity, honesty, and results-driven measures, the very things that represent Kathleen. With growth worth billions in additional sales volume annually across her client network, 80% of her clients being national top 1% producers, Kathleen, two-time best-selling author of Relentless to Rise and the Top 1% Life, will help you to expand your business at a fraction of the time and cost using her try-tested and true systems, exactly what she's done for thousands of her clients before you. So that's a mouthful. And it's it sounds like, I mean, that would have taken you a lot of time and pain and all of those things. So tell me a little bit about why real estate, how you became a coach, um, just to, you know, give us a sense of your journey, uh, from, from wherever you want to start. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think, you know, real estate, I kind of, as many stumbled into, and I didn't stumble into it intending to sell or become a realtor. You know, I've coached at this point, literally thousands of people, some real estate, some not, but, um, there's, there's a, a small fraction who knew, Hey, I want to get into real estate, but the majority that's, that's not the case. And I would say that's the same with me. So I came out of university and I'd met my uh, husband and we started working on investment properties, a lot of sweat equity. And um, eventually he kept saying, you know, you really need to get your real estate license because our realtor was, was nice. Like values wise, we were aligned, but when it came to assessing, um, you know, investment properties, there just wasn't a match there. So I was ending up to do kind of all of our numbers and analytics, and I'm kind of micromanaging the negotiations because I know what we need to make it all work. And back then, I mean, everything was cash flow positive. It was a, a different, different time. So, I mean, you know, you could make money like fixing up a house, pulling out money, moving on, but also having monthly like cash flow happening. So 
eventually I had um, decided to get licensed intending just to grow our portfolio. To be honest, I had two little kids under five. I really didn't want another job. I was already managing, you know, our properties and our tenants. And I mean, I was there like, you know, sleeves rolled up doing like manual labor and the dirty work. And that's part of it. And that's okay. Right. I don't regret that. But I got into real estate and the pressure of, you know, building investments with so little money like it was so much sweat equity it was a lot of will like we had monthly cash flow but we needed it because we were you know investing in building on the in the projects we were in so there was a lot of stress i mean our our friends joke that we were the no money mirror no money miracle um kind of like the old i think furniture or appliance store whatever it was so eventually the stress was just too hard on my marriage um we ended up to separate and I had just become licensed in real estate. Like I was still training. I wasn't actively even selling yet. And I was, you know, had that fork in the road moment. Like, what do you do? Because I had a background in managing busy dental offices, like very systematic. It worked really well for what I do with teams. But at the time, it's like, you got two little kids, right? Like, do you right. play it safe and go back to managing dental offices and have set income and hours and stability? Or do you take a risk, you know, invest in, in yourself and go towards something with a brighter future, but a lot of volatility and a lot of risk. So I leaned into real estate and I just wanted to get some security. And to be honest, I was also going through the family court system and that's not a motivating place to be like anybody right. who's been there, you know, the old courthouse in Oshawa is now gone. Thank goodness. Because if you envision like an eighties cop show, yeah. you know, that it felt like you were underground and like bars on the windows, like you walk in there and you feel like, wow, I failed at life. Like that's how I felt right. when I walked in there. And to be honest, it made me really angry. I felt like here I am with my two little kids, like I'm just trying to navigate my path and find security. And I feel like I've gotten, I can't, I don't have enough money to navigate my path and I've got nothing right. going for me right now. And that's when I really made the decision. Like I'm going to get really, really good at this because nobody's going to chart my course or protect my family, but me, I'm going to make sure I have the resources for that. And that ended up for me to sell 44 homes in my first year in real estate, which wow. would make me top 1% in the largest real estate board in the world. But that wasn't the goal. The goal was like, how the heck am I going to do this? And within a couple of years, I was already coaching, you know, I was selling more homes at that point, coaching 30 clients. And I actually started running the first team specific coaching company in real estate for Canada. And in 2015, I sold my shares, I sold my half of the company, I stopped running it. And I opened uh, it's moving to Kathleen Black Inc, but Kathleen Black Coaching and Consulting December 1st, 2015. Amazing. So in 14 years, yeah, I like full-time mm -hmm. coaching, speaking, and uh, yeah, it's a great industry. So so this podcast, I don't know if you've had, because we did this so quickly, I don't know if you've had a chance to really dig into it, but what, I mean, so the the underpin and the foundation of She's the Owner podcast is really talking about masculine and feminine energy with women in business, because as I'm sure you know, when we had our very brief chat, like a lot of business women are predominantly in the masculine because we have to be sure. if we're not we can't get shit done and then it tends to bleed into our natural like into our family life into our sure. into our children mine I've got four daughters yeah. So talk a little bit about cuz you mentioned and it, it was the the words that came to my mind were mama bear like and I and I directly relate to that I've got I was a single mom for a, a while when my oldest now she's 26 but when she was younger Talk a little bit about just so the women, because the women tend to think it's one or the other, and it is in the beginning, but you seem to have balanced it 
now and just that's yeah. just because your energy I can feel it like you understand how to balance that a bit more now obviously but talk a little bit about the mama bear feeling and like that masculine energy that you mm -hmm. had to like call on to get shit done to get yourself out right. of that feeling yeah and I you know I know and and I think I'm really careful about how I talk about masculine and feminine energy. And I and I, you know, I'm I'm grateful that I've been able to work with, you know, shaman and medicine women who are very mm. progressive and traditional. You know, they honor lineage and how they how they've been trained. And I mean, that's their journey, not mine. I'm thankful to have worked with some of them. But I mean, there I I really appreciate the shift into you know, we all have masculine and feminine energies. We all have divine masculine, divine feminine energies, and we all have profane, which is the the negative side, the shadow side, the dark side. And I, I think, you know, there's this new wave coming back of very much you're a woman, you know, when you're right. not feminine energy, then you're repelling a man and you're dominating his masculine energy. It's like, whoa, 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 right? We're all, you know, you hear people talk about, for example, like, and this will make sense in a second, but like neurotypical neurodiversity, which is basically like our brains operate differently. And you'll hear people say, oh, they're on the spectrum. I, I, you know, I'm so grateful to the thought leaders and I hope to contribute as one who are moving towards humanity is one big spectrum. Mm. It's one big spectrum. It Some is. Of us, right. Some of us understand our neuro gifts. Some of us have used what the traditional world thinks are our adversaries or negatives as our gifts right like it's very much a perspective thing and some of us we all have a beautiful harmony of masculine and feminine energies and i believe that we can access them when they need them and yeah. if you're a woman who's more masculine it doesn't mean you're off maybe you're built that way perfectly but if it's not resonating for you if it's causing issues in your business or your life then hey that that's a call that you want to shift a yeah. little bit right so i'm really careful about that because you know as a woman and navigating parenting and relationships mm -hmm. and friendships and business, sometimes it's very much, well, you're, you're too powerful and you're too strong. And that's, you know, again, that's a problem. And we have to get you out of that negative, that masculine energy. And that's mm -hmm. negative. Sometimes too, I think it can be confused. You know, the divine feminine is powerful. It oh, is yes. not weak. It is not soft. It is powerful. And the divine feminine are there to say, hey, I'm going to put a line around me, around my family. And that's kind of like the mama bear. And I'm yep. going to say what goes here. And that's really important because that's healthy boundaries. You know, and when we go way back and we look at leadership, there was all this thought leadership by men to men at the mm -hmm. time to say, hey, you need to give more, you need to lean in more. And then all of a sudden it shifted towards, okay, we're going to support women. And the message was, you need to lean in more, you need to give more. No. Feminine energy naturally, if it's in the profane, is overgiving. It's leaning right. in too much. And that's why it gets resentful. So when we're powerful, we're like, hey, we do stand our ground. So my business success does fall into, I know how to speak masculine very easily. I have an active left brain. Like for those of you who know Myers-Briggs or DISC, like I'm an INTJ. It's 0.08% of the female population, right, in the world. So it's like the mastermind. So I'm naturally more analytical and I'm a DC not off the charts I can flex but DC and disc for anyone who studies it so you know I'm more left brain but some people believe that we go very logical and very analytical because of hardship or trauma or right. difficulty so part of my journey is that I've really invested to even out my hemispheres so right. I've spent like hundreds of thousands in personal development both because I'm a coach and I want new tools to help people but I also yep. need to help myself first 
Like that's the truth. So I've really worked to like lean into my creative side and the right brain and, and even out and give myself permission. Cause for a long time building my business, like I would hear things, I would say, Oh, that person's doing so great. You know, I'm so impressed by her. And someone would say, Oh yeah. You know, they were, they were sleeping with their broker. They didn't really, right. And it always irked me. So I denied myself like a lot of things in my personal yep. life. I was like, nobody's going to say they created my success, right? right? Like I'm going to do it. So yeah, I, I think it's just so, so um, important to figure out our personal harmonies. And again, what resonates mm -hmm. and what doesn't, it's not good or bad. It's no, just, it resonates it or it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love what, and I, and thank you for that. And I feel I mean, that's, that's very much, um, the way that I look at it. Cause I'm naturally more an alpha female. Like that's just naturally how I, how I thrive because it, otherwise people, my clients wouldn't listen to me coach them either if I wasn't able to bring that to the table. And I think there, there has been, because there's a lot of woo woo, but it's, it's mm -hmm. bullshit woo woo. It's not like they're not doing the work. They go do a weekend away and they come back and they're like, yeah. now I'm a, and it's like, there's, there's the beautiful parts. There's the ugly parts. There's the parts we deny. There's all of this stuff within us. And I think oftentimes when I've spoken to women about the feminine, they're like, it's like they reject it and they resist it so hard because they have this idea that it's just floating on lily pads and we're just passively like being wifey. And, and I'm like, if you really dip into it and you really like own and harness it, like in your body, it feels powerful. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, our bodies are literal portals for other humans. Like that's a powerful, beautiful thing. Um, and, and I think that there is this because of conditioning, right? Like conditioning over time, it's the idea that you have to be one or the other. And there's no dance between them. Even men, like men, when they're in their divine feminine, that like, I don't, if, if you agree or not, but yeah. that is a beautiful thing to Absolutely. witness. Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. But then it's also beautiful to witness the the divine masculine. So I, I do, I do think that there is this, the pendulum kind of goes one way and then it goes way the other way. And now we're just trying to right the ship. And I think we're just, everybody's trying to find balance in that, especially in business. And I love what you said about if it's not working, cause that is the trick. It's that piece where if you're feeling and ladies who are listening, it's not it, the, always listen to the body. The body's always going to be your first line of something's up. And if for me, my journey was, I started to realize like I was crunchy and pissy all the time. And I was talking to my kids, like they were in my yeah. company and I was, bah, 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 and I was, we got to go, we got to go in that energy. That's not divine masculine. That's a bunch of other things. And so I think it's important, like if it's not working, like you said, that's a, that's a call to just sit with it and start getting curious about why do I feel like I need to rush everybody out the door all the time? Why do I feel like I need to raise my voice all the time? Um, <clears throat> when it comes to coaching, so do you coach more women or men or is it a, an even balance? Yeah, I'd say initially, I mean, it's funny because there's some pictures of me that we use for years. They're actually in Vancouver at the Fairmont. And it's a huge, you know, uh, room. And somebody pointed out to me many years later, like Kathleen, like every single person that room is a man and not just a man, a really high, high performing leader. I was like, oh, I never really noticed. And I think it's because, you know, in the real estate space, like 80% of our team level clients are top 1% nationally. Um, even our solopreneur, like the majority are top 10%, top 5%. So 
I mean, we deal in high performance, which is different. It's very different. You know, mm -hmm. I did a talk this week where I said to people, you know, what comes to mind when you think of stress? And it was a keynote, like somebody just said tongue in cheek, you know, you. And I said, I'm so glad you said that because we're talking about, and this is important for divine, masculine or feminine or profane. So 98% of the population, this is part of what I talked about at the talk we were at together, um, Carol, 98% of the population are in a away from mentality, which means mm -hmm. they're trying to avoid, you know, fear or loss. But that's also why they don't come across confidently, because you can be in feminine energy, but be un insecure, because you yep. want people like you and you want approval and you're not sure what you're wearing. And hey, that's part of our human journey. Like we've all yep. been there when we're young and or when we've been through a transition, forget being young, right? And we get rocked a little bit. But the the 2% on the inside, they're navigating their own path. So they're not as concerned, right? They're more about right. what feels good for me, what resonates, where am I going? How do I want to contribute? And not in a selfish way. They're of service, but they trust right. their aspirations because they trust themselves. And that's really important. So I think, you know, when it comes to that, you know, there is a need, there are times where I see women in the coaching space and I do, I would, and I, and it is a stereotype and it's not fair, but they do come across a little bit too fluffy or too soft. And even me, I'll be like, don't be judgmental, like hold space. But the reason I see them that way is not from the feminine energy. It's because they're not commanding their voice. Right. And when they're not commanding their voice, it's very hard to have authority. So as women speaking and supporting men and men supporting us, we're able to have mastery and authority in our craft. And if I can't confidently have higher energy than you in my area of specialty, how am I going to influence right. and support you? People take action based on confidence in, and believing that something better will happen if they act on that. And if I can't create that portal or container, I can't help people shift. And that's what I live for. Yeah. So I think for me, it's more about that, like how right. you hold your power. Yeah. And and that's it. Like the, the piece you just said you know, whoever is more certain in a discussion or an argument even wins. Certainty always wins in those yeah. cases, right? And so, yeah. and that does demand a certain, you know, like when I talk about masculine, it's like an, I say it's like an oak tree. And if I know the person in front of me is like an oak tree, then I'm happy to be led and I'm happy to, um, and even that word, there's still so many women who are like, oh, nobody's leading me, right? And it's like, the divine feminine wants to be led in a lot of areas, not all areas, but that feeling of, you know, I, I, do you do Tony Robbins stuff? It sounds like you might. I have in the past. Yeah, I'm a firewalker, proud oh, firewalker. Okay, <laughs> um, but it's, it's, and Alison Armstrong, she's, you know, um, the, the queen's code and she's really the, one of the the mentors that I've learned from, she was on the podcast a couple of years ago. And it's like, if we feel seen, safe and, and understood, then we can, yeah. and that doesn't just mean in a intimate relationship, right? Like yeah. I have friends who feel that way with me because I lead them in the masculine and they can be feminine when they're normally masculine. And, and that's a beautiful dance. And I think it's, you know, it's, I don't like to say about, you know, I don't like to talk about things too in that too foofy way because then you lose a lot of people, right? So I, I like how you speak about it very practically and very, so somebody can understand it in a, in a real world way. Um, so who, who are some of your mentors? Like who are some of the people that you just go, oh my God, th like it just all clicked for you and everything made sense. Do you have anybody in you particular? Know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I'm more naturally an introvert. So I've always read a lot. And I for years, I said, all my mentors are long dead, right? Like they're people, you know, I like reading as as they thinketh or as a man think I change it mm -hmm. naturally. But like, you know, the secret before the secret, like everything we think is new has something. Yep. Before it. But 
I would say it's a combination. You know, I don't believe any one person could ever be anybody's like guru or master because, you know, there's different people that I respect in family and in business and in nutrition and in health. So I try to go to different people of those areas of mastery, which is kind of ironic because my company is holistic high performance. So, I mean, we do talk about nutrition and my, but we have experts in all those different areas. So I wouldn't say I have one, I have many, you know, in, mm. in business and mentors. I'd also say when I was building my business for a long time, I didn't have any, you know, female mentors. I had a couple of male mentors. And now that I have more, I see how much it helps like propel your career and supports you. But being a woman in real estate and coaching, like all of our top coaches, all still in North America are men, all of mm. them. And the majority, like we're 60 to 70% women on the sales force. And I mean, broker ownership's getting better. But when you look at like our C level, like the top of the top, no, like there was an article that just came out um, based on Canadian leadership. It was less than 6% are actually like CEO, CEOs are at the very top of the top in the company. So like, hey, we're, we're doing better in other places, but we've got, a, they're saying it would take 40 years at this rate to wow. actually have the equity people are claiming we have now, right? Wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, so I, get- I shouldn't say it. Like I read, you're, like I read all things Paulo Coelho. I love Elizabeth Gilbert. I mean, I love Untamed as a book. Some people loved or hated mm-hmm. it. I loved it. I was just like, this is just pure genius. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot, I'm an avid reader. Like I love listening to Gabby Bernstein while I'm doing stuff in my house. I feel like it's meditative for me. Mm. And to me, the woo-woo isn't fluff because I study the brain science. So when yeah. people go, oh, whatever, I'm like, here, let's talk about the science. Right. I love combining the two. Yeah, th- Joe Dispenza is really good for that um, because he he's I, and I say woo woo because there's still this camp who's like, oh, that's bullshit. It doesn't mean that that doesn't actually work. Da, da, da. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just let's talk about <laughs> neuroscience for a second. Let's talk about and because yeah. there are the people who that need to know they why? don't have the they don't go blind faith. They need to know the yeah. why. I'm I'm like that too. I think to a cer- certain extent, I like to know. Give me the. Sure. The guts of why this is going to work for me. But, um, but yeah, I do love Joe Dispenza and Byron Katie's one of my all time oh, favorites. Yeah. She's just ugh, like, that was pivotal in everything for me. Like early on was arguing with reality. Like I've lost both my parents and it, I did, I argued with that reality for a hot minute and it wasn't pleasant. And then, but as soon as you start to accept the reality then you can actually move past it and take some action to do something different so um absolutely yeah I love that so what do you do for fun oh my goodness I do all (laughs) sorts of things for fun I mean I I also like speaking for me is fun I do Mm -hmm. love it and and I think it's interesting something you said you know uh they, the woo-woo, they resist it. But I think that's the, the key. There's resistance. Like when we're not yeah. ready, ready to see things or go through them, we're going to resist, resist, resist. And that's what that gentleman in the talk was doing. I said, hey, 98% of you in this room don't really love what I'm saying. You're not right. really welcoming it because I'm pushing you to take responsibility and take action. Right. I'm okay with that because I know where I'm standing and that, and I had to shift to get there. So I totally understand. Like that's your choice. So for fun, I like to do a lot of things that I like, they always say you can transition physically or mentally, right? Like you go on a great journey physically or mentally. So for fun, I love to hike. Like in August, I did Kilimanjaro, the highest 
peak in the African continent above sea level. I think it's one of the top in the world above sea level, but it's got an interesting vortex, I guess, of energy because mm -hmm. of the altitude. So it, it was very difficult. Um, last year, I did Salkente Pass and into Machu Picchu and Juana Picchu. I love to go on a journey. I've done the Camino de Santiago, uh, 840 kilometers because yes. I got lost a little bit. That was what you were that you brought that up in your talk, I believe. Yeah. I caught a yeah. little bit of that. Amazing. Yeah, I love the, the yeah new projects, developing things like that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you okay, so if you're not climbing giant peaks, what do you do sort of like more on a daily basis to I mean, decompress, you know, that's sort of sure. like the thing. But um, yeah. how do you how do you turn yourself down after a really crazy day of just crushing it? Yeah, well, I mean, sleep, like I require a lot more sleep now. I mean, I used to not know the difference, maybe because I wasn't as tired between like, I'm tired, and I need to go to the gym and build energy because exercise builds energy. So like, yeah. I protect yoga and walking and, you know, working out and all of those kinds of things. I'm very active because my, my visions are up here in frequency. So I need to stay not fully there because it's hard, but as close as I can. So I mean, I do guard my sleep because there it came a point where it was like, Oh, Oh, this isn't just tired this is like body soul mind fatigue and that's right. different and that's when yeah. you need to rest and I mean women's bodies and hormones were different like you talk about those 5 a.m clubs like one of the top ways to burn yourself out and put your cortisol through the roof and have adrenal fatigue and all this stuff is to try to operate the way men do for high performance as a woman I like love you I feel like you're my new best friend it's so but nice it's but it's true and, and no one's talking about it. So I love that you're saying this. You're a thousand percent accurate. Beautiful. Well, it's like you go and I think it's hard because I mean, I support people like, yeah, I'm doing feel good. It's like you do feel good. But for a certain period of time to you burn out hard. Right. Yep. And that it's just we know we need that rest like we do like women's bodies need rest um the majority of them biologically so i mean i try now to have some downtime i mean i have an aura ring now and it would say i don't have as much downtime as i think i do it's like you had no downtime yesterday i'm like what what do you mean I, I feel like i did yet when i took my daughter and i went with my sister and niece to harry potter it's like we think you were napping i'm like i'm not napping <laughs> so it's kind of funny right to get the perspective yeah. but i try to walk um be active, spend time with my partner, spend time with my children. You know, that's really important to me. Family. Like right now I'm able some, like my schedule now is lighter because what I did to build for 10 years, like would have taken my body out. I couldn't sustain it anymore. So I've had to realize that my business has gone like this, like this, like this. And you talk about energy, like all these people are, even if I'm not doing the work, it's flowing through me. And I, and let alone the clients, like that's all on top of it. And I want to make sure that I'm a good space for them to be in. So I've altered my schedule where I have front facing days, inward days where I can come from the gym. If I'm don't feel like I can wear what I'm wearing and just get work yeah, done. Yeah. Um, I go to Starbucks where I put on like dive immersion hollow sink, which helps align your right and right and left brain hemispheres. It's like mm -hmm. Ritalin, but not Ritalin. Like it's amazing. Wow. Just hyper zone in. So I go and get that done so that like keeps my mental state well, but really it's like walking, yoga, taking time and just going to sleep on time. Like that's a huge yeah. one for me. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, so one of the things I, and I really sincerely do love that you brought it up because um, even, you know, there's so many men that I respect in the personal development space who do still advocate this. You don't need that much sleep guys, da, da, da. And it's like, 
there the, the world you know the world of business the clock you know even our clock is really designed for a man's hormone reset right they reset in 24 hours it takes us 28 days i'm perimenopausal right now so i'm all over the damn place um and even intermittent fasting like my my ex-husband is, is educating me on um there's a book he read for me it's very he's a very good ex-husband called fast like a girl and ah. it is it's radically different than the boys and i think that's part of the conversation that needs to happen is just sort of saying to because like, I will I will talk to men all the time and say yeah that works for the guys but it doesn't yeah. work for us and for us to to function at our highest level mm-hmm. we and I always say we make people we need more sleep even if you're not actively making people you still yeah. need more and I think that's that the burnout I want to talk about the burnout really quickly but it's it's a real thing and i think that's when it's the signal to a woman it's time to balance the lion the hunter with the gatherer because we've gone too far so have you ever experienced like crazy burnout where you're like holy shit i'm throwing it all in i'm done i'm gonna go sell tacos on the beach oh for sure i <laughs> mean I think, honestly i'm trying to no, no. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I think trying to like, yeah, it's a whole other, I don't know if you said sell from the beach, but I, like I, uh, there's a whole wave of like, I want to be able to work from wherever. And I remember going through that and then getting there, be like, I'm here, but all I'm doing is working. Like this wasn't <laughs> what I thought it was going to be. This was not on the agenda. What the hell? No. Yeah. So now I'm like, no, no, no. I've on seasons and off seasons where I off seasons where I just like, that's how I go climb these mountains and things like that. But you know, I, I think like there are some amazing women like really doing amazing work in this. And there's a new app. I didn't know that. I'm, what is it called? Because it linked up with my aura ring and it's based on your menstrual cycles and your phases and your hormones. And it links it in called wild AI. So it gives you extra data, but I don't know if you fall Stephanie Estima, like she does, she yeah. has a podcast and she brings on a lot of women not just women, but mostly, I think, um, women who are specialists, right, in like burnout and like the actual data biology um, of us, like our hormones and women and talking about, hey, this isn't the same for us. And here's why. And here's the research. And I think it's interesting when you talk about commanding voice, because women seem to be able to get a little bit higher, a little bit higher, but then they don't let them through. And it's not them who won't let us through. It's us as consumers. We're the ones like watching this stuff and listening, right? Like there are major conferences and you go and you're like every single main stage speaker was a white male. How Mm. is this happening? Right. And in a room that's majority women, like we can't model what we don't see, but also we can't model as leaders what we haven't been through. Like we need to make sure that we're bringing in other people. So have I burnt out? Yeah, because I'm constantly trying to evolve and impact more people. And for a long time as a business leader, I thought I had to get better. And I think that's a good quality. I was like, you need to learn more. You need to offer more. Even when my coach is like, you have so much content, you have more than the Ontario real estate board. Like, please stop. <laughs> stop. Like, you don't need more. But in my head and clients, like there's so much like we can't navigate at times because it was yeah. like, well, we need all of the things, right? right? And I got to the point where I was like, wow, I don't need to be better. And in and in essence, I'm doing the quintessential woman thing. Oh, you need more experience. You need more tools. You need more. You need more. The reason that they, you, you aren't being given those opportunities is because you haven't quite earned it yet. Bullshit. Right. Realize like our results are as better or as good or better, much better than a lot of some of the bigger, bigger organizations because they're catering to average. We cater to high performance. Like we're kicking ass and I'm okay saying that. So I had to step into, in order to make an impact, 
you have to stop building and allow yourself to own space and advocate. And I never used to do that. So now I've shifted into trying to stop trying to deplete myself, which led to big burnout. But I I think (laughs) entrepreneurs too, like we are extreme people sometimes. So, you know, maybe we need a vacation. Maybe we need a good night's rest. And we'll be like, I'm done. I think I can't do it anymore, you know? And it's like, oh, I just, I needed a nap, right? So there's that, but there's also, yeah, there, there's been burnout. I think during times, like after I sold my initial coaching company, because it was a really difficult time, like the company, when I finally took it over and they had to open the books, I found out it was in like just under almost $200,000 in debt. Like the company was only live a couple of years and, and debt, you couldn't go bankrupt, like bad debt. Right? right. And I'm going, all right, I own half of all of this debt as a new business owner. And I worked really hard to clean it up. And uh, any business owners listening, we know how that feels. Like you have to be so tight. Like everything's got to be in the black. Everything has to make money or break even. And most of your money is going to pay off all this debt. So when we finally got out of it, my silent partner all of a sudden was like, oh, now that you're supposed to be paid fairly as we agreed, and you've gotten this company that they thought was going to go bankrupt. That's like, I was helping take their liability. Right. Right. So when it all came back up, they're like, oh, we want to go in a different direction and literally lock the doors and tried to take my half of my company from me and betted on the fact that I was a single woman, I was a single mom, what the hell was I going to do? And though that was one of those moments after that, I went through depression, honestly, and burnout, because I had to look in the mirror and be like, I missed my kids games, I've missed birthdays, I've missed like, uh, this was another baby, right? And how am I going to look at myself if I don't stand up? So I leveraged like I mortgaged my house, and I got a lawyer downtown. And I fought. And in the end, whether I won or not, I already won because it was yep. about character for stood me. Up. Yeah. You stood yeah. Up but it. at the end, I got so much more than I would have ever gotten because what happened, they were like, we don't understand. Like people just don't do things like this. Like right. why? Right. But yeah. after that, there was burnout. Like my body just wanted to sleep all day long. Like I went to energy healers and doctors. And the problem with burnout is I think, you know, we go, 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 we fall in the hole, we're really tired, we get out, and then our body gives us hints, and we're not Mm -hmm. paying attention. And we think, oh, I did it before I know now, okay, it's going to be a couple weeks. Burnout is worse and deeper every single time. And it's worse and deeper on purpose, because you're we I've done it many times ignore our body saying, no, 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 something is wrong. Like you're extra tired, your brain fog, or for me, I get like, almost like a light fever. Mm. That happens. It's not a fever, like anxiety and heart palpitations, like really, really weird things. And and the exhaustion, it's not tired. It's exhaustion. It's like you wake up and you're just like, I'm so exhausted. Like, I don't, I don't need, and it almost feels a bit like depression for me, burnout, because to not have energy feels like you're almost not living. Right. No. Um, and I, I think, and I mean, one of the things that I say in my own content is that either you listen consciously or your body will tell you eventually and it can be serious. And I know, and, and, and a lot of that too comes from not just current burnout, but not healing stuff that you need to heal. A lot of women are, we're, you know, we're masters at ignoring stuff that happened to us and traumas that happened to us as, as young women and children and whatever. And, 
again, a lot of people, oh, that doesn't, you know, there's a lot of coaches that go, let's not focus on the past. Let's just move forward and da, 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 and this sort of like energy. And no, you don't want to live in the past, but you certainly need to address it in, especially in the body, right? Like our cells remember trauma lives in the body. Like, and we talk a lot about shamanic healing and dancing and, just moving the body and shaking and doing all of those things. And I, and I love, because it feels like women, like you and I, in this moment, we're understanding the the business side of it and the Mm -hmm. internal side of it has to come together to really get us to take those stages and do Mm -hmm. all the things that we talk about, you know, oh, we don't have the, yeah, we have the opportunities, but if you're unhealed or you have things in there that are preventing you from taking the stage, then mm-hmm. you're still, the outcome is the same. You're still not on the stage, regardless well, of the reason. It. Well, it's like taking off, like as leaders, it's even more important for us to heal. And, and do I think sometimes it goes, like I saw something posted, like the most important thing in the world isn't your feelings and everything isn't trauma. And yeah, that's true. But there also is trauma. Yeah. There also is real trauma, yeah. right? And And as leaders, like we have a responsibility because when you talk about generational trauma, there's also ways that we lead that comes from ego, that comes from pain, that's detrimental to all the people around us. And to think it doesn't impact them is, is naive. It 100% does. And it hurts our businesses yep. because when we're not expansive, like when we're expansive, things flow and they move forward. When we're stuck or we're negative, we're contagious and things contract. The people around us go like this, or what are they going to say? What did I do wrong now? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And I've been not leader. And I've been times where I didn't go to the office because, and I still say we have no business showing up with other people as leaders, unless we're asking for support and we're being open and vulnerable, that's different. But if you're trying to come in and lead people and you know, you're in a Mm -hmm. negative frame of mind, what business do you have interrupting where they are? You set the tone, right? So yeah, like healing, healing through trauma and understanding like it a couple of years ago now, or maybe, yeah, almost a couple of years ago, I came out of something that was very, very traumatic for me. And I got a, a huge lesson from, you know, the universe, wherever you want to say energetically on being naive, you know, because I was so much in like, people are good. And I still believe at our core, people are good. I still believe that hundred percent, but I was very naive about, you know, toxicity and how people could show up and that people intentionally can be dishonest, that they can slander you, that they can be telling lies all around you. And I start, I learned so much as a coach coming out of that because I was like, wait a minute, the people trying to help are always, and Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this too, but the people trying to help are always walking towards the problem. They're always identifying Mm -hmm. it, they're talking about it. The people not trying to help are constantly trying to spin things off. So you're never looking at the real problem, right? right? They'll talk about something, like there was an instance, something was brought up like, oh, these people were being messaged, but nobody's talking about what the messages were, right? Right. But people get on these bandwagons. So it helped me so much as a high performance coach because the opposite of high performance is not, you know, people think it's laziness or like apathy, the love is like, it's not, it's toxicity and enablement. And we have to understand as women, you know, we, at least in data, because we've been more vulnerable about it, leadership shifting, we're shifting into that more open, transparent, vulnerable leader. It's what people want from us. But as women, Mm -hmm. you know, the people have been through trauma, two thirds of us, including myself have gone through and we've healed and we use it to try to help other people. One third don't heal. They use it as an excuse to do the same shit to other people their whole life. And then they say, well, I have trauma. I have childhood issues. Yeah, you're responsible for that, right? And in leadership, we have trauma and we do the same thing and we don't get it. Oh, well, too bad. Somebody did that to me. 
and you're responsible, right? And I'm saying that way, me, I'm freaking responsible. Right. But the hard part, I think, is that, you know, the two thirds of us who have come from domestic abuse or sexual assault or, you know, homelessness, on and on, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Like you're in the margins in some way, and maybe it's still privileged margins, but you were there in some capacity, right? Um, privilege as in you have other yeah. privileges, but anyway. But the reality is those two thirds of us heal, but over half of those two thirds who heal will attract the same dynamics again and right. again. They learn to see it. Like these women can see these, or, and men who have been through it can see these dynamics. But as a society, we still don't want to talk about it. They right. speak up and we still are like questioning the woman and questioning, do we trust what she's saying? And it's like, we're still not walking towards the actual issues to talk about them. And until we do, we're going to have male leaders who are the typical narcissists, egomaniacs, particularly in real estate, who are edified right. because they sell, 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 but we don't deliver, right? So I think as women, like that divine feminine is like, no, no, no. Like I'm not working with anything that's not legitimate, that's not tangible, that isn't back. And if I find out that you're close to my circles and you're doing any of this crap with your business or your life, I will not be associated with it. And I think the thing that is hard is it's like, you know, we talk about like victims and villains, right? And all this stuff. To me, it's just, it's behavior. I've done off, not, I don't think awful, to be honest, I'd be lying. I've done things that weren't good in yeah. my life. But I also say, hey, I did this and I never want to do it again. And I need support for that. When we heal, we tell the truth, right? Right. Oh, it's sorry. I know I went on a rabbit hole. No, but like, proxicity, it's so interconnected, right? Yeah, it is. And I think um, when you talk about the the men, you know, especially in real estate, and I think that it is just women. I really like the biggest thing I, I saw. I can't remember what the meme was, what she said, but it used to feel like women were saying we were with each other and I'm going to put your crown on and all this shit. And it was all phony. Like it was all fake yeah. bullshit. And, and the people that like on the outside of it, looking in, I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, there's no authenticity. Like these women are just saying it to say it, but it feels like in the last five years, it's actually shifted where there's, it's like this, this sisterhood it, it feels tribal, honestly, to me, yeah. it feels tribal. It feels like you and I can sit down in a circle and talk and, and it's different than it was five years ago, because I've, I'm not, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of what you can do. I'm not afraid of your success. I'm not afraid of your power. I'm like, holy shit, this power and this power equals more power and not in the egomaniacal way, but in this, like, it just feels as though we are needing really sincerely to come together as women to heal everything mm -hmm. and not, yep. and I know that's a big job, but that's why you and I and the others who, who are up for it because it feels different now. It's, it's, it's such a different experience when I can look at a woman and feel her yeah. and not be afraid of that. And I, so I love that you're saying that. And I think now the next step is really, again, just keep, we just keep talking. We keep not shying away yeah. from it and not, I don't care people. I mean, I, when I'm coaching clients, I literally, this is me most of the time. Eyes are closed. My hands on my heart. I'm saying, hold on, I'm getting a download or I'm getting something coming through or yeah. something. Cause I trust, like that was my big shift was I used to coach based on a checklist. Now I coach intuitively in business and that on its own gave me such a level of peace 
and confidence in the style and it's not for everybody. Some people still want the checklist. That's great. Yeah. But you come to me talking about your website. Two seconds later, we're talking about your dad didn't show up for you because yeah. that matters. It matters. If you didn't feel this, you're not going to do the shit I tell you on your website. You're not going to do the shit yeah. I tell you about whatever. So I think I love seeing women like you and I, and I'm careful on how I'm wording it, but yes, you're powerful, but you're powerful. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different than the traditional, like, yes, you have all the business accolades, yeah. etc. but there's some, there's power to you that I can feel as a woman to another woman. It's a sister to another sister. And I think that's, it's beautiful because women need to witness the fact that we can be good in business, but we can also be all this other part. So I, I love, love, love everything you said. So of course I knew we were going to go over cause well, hello. I just felt like I knew I could talk to you all day. So what I'm going to wrap it with is tell me, and you're welcome to come back anytime you want. We can chat about a million different things. I yeah, talk I'm sure about we could. sex <laughs> and sex in the, like all that stuff too. Um, but tell me what's next for you. What's the next little bit, you know, three months, six months, 12, what a blah, blah, blah. But tell me what's the next. No, I mean, I've, I'm always clear. That's the thing for me. I think that's what I support most. Cause to me, it's like, you have to know, like my big mission right now is international and, um, uh, national stages with the keynote. Like we're touring the keynote shift. We're in Miami We're we're touring it around it. And it's a, it's not a talk. It's an experience. And mm. that's really important to me. Right. It's like a combination of everything where I get to feel people and actually where, whether you're here, you go a little bit here, whether you're up here, you go oh, a little bit here. It's got shivers when you said feel yeah, people. It, yeah. It's just, it's a passion and I love it. And, and, you know, I think there's that, I mean, my daughter's going to university, my son's like going in, a, he's 20 he's older, another direction. So it's having that time as they're shifting, right. As yep. people for my life, even though I travel all the time is going to be even less grounded, which is hard to imagine. Um, you know, and I have my a partner that I love, like I came out of a really tra highly traumatic experience, ironically, probably physically one of the most traumatic in my life, because it pulled everything out. But healing from that broke yeah. me open again, like I've been broken open many times. So I was <laughs> there, just let it happen. Because, you know, I went through immense, like intensive healing, I had to but on the other side of it, I ended up to look and say, Oh, you know, I've always told my kids, like, I'm not straight or I'm not whatever, but I've never actually acted on being open to that. So it was interesting. I went through this trauma and then I thought looking at my daughter as a girlfriend and saying, I'm not walking the walk there. Like, why aren't I mm. open? Because I believe in energy and souls and people. So I ended up, you know, 10 months ago to meet an amazing um, partner who's been lovely for me. So, I mean, I'm enjoying um, moving through that process and, and really just looking at like, yeah, shifting everything. We don't have to be, I always say, I refuse to be a statistic or a label or in right. a box. I refuse and you can't yeah. make me. So I'm yeah. just not going to. So I think that's, that's where I'm at. Like, I feel I'm moving towards more and more freedom and passion and art and creativity. Like I'm an artist. I want to express and help people. Right. Um, and I love that. It's interesting that you, cause so I've come out of a marriage, although I'm, he and I are living back together as roommates and it's interesting at, when you're talking about having a partner and you were, so I'm assuming you're, it's a girlfriend, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I'm always, I'm old school. So I'm like, just, is it a girlfriend or is it like, what this partner is a business partner? I was getting uh, yeah. very like, I called my male partners partners right, too. Yeah. See, and that yeah. confuses me too. I'm always like, 
So you're in business together. Wait, what? So anyway, but it's interesting when you say energies, because I think women, that's another layer of womanhood. That's so cool. Is that for men, it's very different. Like it is, it's just a very different experience. If they want to be with another man, it, it tends to just seem different for them. I don't know. I'm not a man. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. But as a woman, because energetically we speak to each other, I think that's because a lot of times people will say, well, you were married to a man and then like I've got girlfriends who were, were with a man, yeah. then they were with a woman, then they were with a man and people. And I think I love how you say it because energetically there's just something, there's something mm-hmm. and it's not, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to witness when a woman does go, you know, whether it's back or and forth or whatever, but I think it's just such a cool journey. And I've got friends who are, you know, and I've never had that experience. And that's one of those things that I find really interesting about my own journey was like all my girlfriends were like, oh my God, yeah, in college. Or I, you know, I was like, I was a mom at 19 or 20. I was, well, 23, but 22 pregnant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, so now coming out of that, and this could be a whole other podcast, but coming out of that, I'm, I do look around and I think, hmm, that's interesting. I've never had that experience. Am I curious about that experience? And I, and I, it, it, it's viewed differently to me, maybe just age and experience, but in at 20, I would have been like, oh, does that mean something? Or now I'm just like, hmm, curious. That's a nice looking body. Oh, oh, I find her attractive, right? Like it's such a different energy now at this stage of life where it's not a thing. Like, you're not like, oh my God, does this mean, you know, you're just like curious. And I think. I think my family's surprised. So I'm like, what? Like, I'm no, nothing's changed. Like, I don't identify. Like, it's never been a thing. Like, I've always right. been open. And I think it's like a course in miracles. If it's not a thing for you, it's not a thing for others. And yeah. it never was for me. So I just didn't hold space for that. But I mean, yeah, it is a whole other podcast. Because when you, you get into <laughs> the energies, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, what is masculine? What is feminine? Right. Because it's just, it's two women, right? So we right. can hold that harmony. And it's really cool. It's, it's So yeah, I'm, I'm loving that and like being in a a healthy positive space in my personal life because you can't do big things in life and business people beside you you can't it's not possible no No. and it's and I think that's part of my my mission is to help women be able to play between the masculine and the feminine in a healthy way that that's still crush it in their business because it's required you have to be a hunter in business end of story but I love and I mean I talk about with clients like I talk about where are you at in your cycle right now? Cause you know, there's PMS week, you're ready to flip a fucking table and burn the whole house down. And a lot of women do it. And then they look back and they have no idea that it has to do with where they are in their cycle. And then they look back three days later and they're like, holy shit, what did I just do? And I'm like, well, were you about to get your peer? Yeah. I'm like, remember what I say, no big decisions the week before you bleed and just yeah. hold on. But, um, it's, you know what? lucky we're women it's a beautiful crazy tornado of awesomeness and uh, we're lucky to be that well I appreciate you coming on I absolutely want to have you back whenever you're available I know you're you're chilling right now but maybe in the next couple of months come back and we'll we'll talk other stuff (laughs) no I love this Carol we're just like yeah this is amazing and just having it to talk they all intertwine so this has been such a pleasure thank you so much thank you so much awesome all right everybody thank you for listening and uh, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you uh well instagram kathleen black underscore is mine we have the company i'm on all the social platforms our website is kathleenblack.com so it's easy kathleenblack yeah beautiful all right my dear it was a pleasure chatting with you enjoy your weekend up north and i will talk to you soon thanks bye everybody all right bye